Hello, everyone, and hello, Miles. What's up, Jason? So, Miles. What's up, Jason? Yeah, deja vu. I'm going to give you uh, some interesting and unique names, and you, sir, if you wouldn't mind, you're going to try to tell me what these are. Okay. So I'm going to say the word, and you're going to figure out what this is. All right, ready? Got it. Canopy of heaven. Mm, coffee. <laughs> okay. A greater alarm. Coffee. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Dancing water. Coffee. No, no, so good. How about that one? I don't know. <laughs> What's that one? Coffee. <laughs> String. I'm yes, Miles. Say. Thank you. Thank you for playing along. These are the names of just four of the 15 plus coffee blends that are very unique here at Phil's Coffee. We're in their Hollywood, California cafe. And today on the show, we have the person who runs this amazing location. And she's not only a longtime Phil's employee, but she's been in coffee all her life. And her name is Gina Glimbowski. She's on the show to tell us about these amazing coffee blends and why Phil's calls their coffee cups of love. This location is literally, I would say it's in the heart of Hollywood, but does Hollywood have a heart, Tracy? <laughs> oh, Miles. Yes, I think it does have a heart. Well, we are in the heart of Hollywood. Oh, We're right we... in the thick of it right yes, here. Yes, we are. Near Pantages, yep. Hollywood and Highland. That's right. Uh, Amoeba uh, Music. Arclight, right around the corner. Arclight's right around One the corner. One of my favorite movie theaters. Yeah, it's a great spot. And uh, we've only been here for a little while at this location. But we can already see that from the coffee and the people that call this their home away from home, that this really isn't your typical coffee chain, isn't no, it? No, it's not. It's different than your typical coffee chain. <laughs> and is. we'll tell you why. Oh, well, that's a good idea, Miles. Let's uh, order up some coffee and uh, get this show going. We'll be chatting with Gina Glimbowski to get some inside info on the fills, talk about our week, our kids, and of course, coffee on this edition of Coffee Cafe. <laughs> Welcome. We are two coffee-addicted dads that get together for some great coffee and conversation. We bring you the best of coffee. We take you to the greatest shops, introduce you to remarkable people in the world of coffee on both sides of the counter, and tell you about all the incredible coffees you've got to try. It's an inside look at everything coffee and what makes it so amazing. So, Miles. What's up, Jason? We Wait a second. <laughs> we are... <laughs> We're in one of the hottest specialty coffee chains in the country. Oh, we happen to be. You're right, Miles. Phil's. Phil's, that's Everyone right. Everyone keeps telling us, you got to go to Phil's. You got to go to Phil's. And here we are. We finally made it to We Phil's. finally listened to some people. <laughs> it's the first time. 6430 Sunset Boulevard, yeah. as we said, in the thick of it in Hollywood. That's right. Near the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Grauman's yeah, Theater. Right around the corner. You Hollywood can, and Highland. If you, if you are here on vacation and like to do all those touristy things, this is a great place to stop for coffee. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're right in the middle of it. Yeah, and and what's really cool about this place, Miles, this is not like a typical chain. You can go in and get what you expect to get at a chain. Lattes and stuff like that. No, they don't do that kind of stuff no, here. No, this one's different. This one is all pour overs. It's all pour overs and it's all blends that yeah. have been perfected over the years. And the first one, I think, took seven years to perfect. Seven years. And now there's 15. There's like five each of dark meat medium and light. That's right. Yeah. And when you want, you know, milk and sugar in your coffee, you don't put it in yourself. No. You, they ask you and they do it for you. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But I got a question, a couple questions about based on that. All right. First shoot. of all, uh, have you ever done anything that's taken seven years other than your kids? <laughs> I swallowed a piece of gum one time and uh, I think it takes seven years to digest. 
Okay. I, I was thinking Doesn't about it? Yeah, sure. That's what I hear. I, I was thinking about it. I couldn't, I don't think I've ever done anything that's taken, that one specific thing that's taken that long. Well, I've been working on a coffee blend and it hasn't taken, it's taken clearly longer, longer than, than seven years. <laughs> really? Okay. It's still coming. <laughs> well, it is, it's very unique. And, uh, and I think the second question is, is, uh, the, are you okay? Like if you go to a coffee shop, you expect no. to put whatever you put in into your coffee. That seems a little odd, doesn't it, to have someone do it for you? It does, but you know, now that I think of it, wh what's the most stress-inducing place in a coffee shop? It's probably, <laughs> when it's crowded, it's the cream counter, That's right? That's true. I didn't think of that. Cream's right. empty. There's a line. Why is this person kind of in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're out of sugar. It's out of half and half. Do I tell them we're out of half and half, or do I just, <laughs> just go forget it? Or, or you finish it off, and you just leave the bottle there? Is that what you Yeah, mean? there's like drips all over the place. <laughs> That's right. Well, I guess they've kind of solved that problem. They, here, yes, so. they have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this really is, it's a, it's a unique place and we're glad we finally made it here. Uh, it's a chain, but it doesn't really taste or feel like that. In fact, the, the one word that I really think describes this place best is unique. Uh, and uh, you should definitely expect the unexpected and it'll always be a great experience, at least so far it has been. And here to tell us what all that really means is what Phil's refers to as the store leader, which I'm guessing is the manager. <laughs> exactly. And she basically runs this operation, Gina Glimbowski. Hi. Welcome to the show, Gina. Hi, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So Gina, I understand that you have been in coffee all your life <laughs> and you've been here at Phil's for three years. Correct. Uh, but before we get start talking about everything that's happening here at Phil's, we do this thing called the Caffeinated Five. Cool. And basically, it's just an opportunity for you to answer five questions, uh, really quick, off the top of your head answers, uh, and it gives the audience a chance to learn more about Phil's really fast. Great. So are you up for something like that? Bring it on. Because if you're not, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's All right. So, so here we go. Question number one, how many types of coffee blends does Phil's offer on a daily basis, and do they really taste that different? So we have 15 different blends to choose from. 15, okay. 15, so five different dark, five different medium, and five different light blends. Yeah, and do they really taste different between them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right. I've um, got two right here. They taste very different. Okay, <laughs> all right. So go, if you were asking me. Well, <laughs> I am asking. No, I'm not. Number two, in terms of the drinks you guys offer, what are the top three differences between Phil's and, say, what another coffee shop would offer top three differences top three okay cool so the first one would be that we make every single cup crafted to your taste completely so we grind the beans fresh for you we add your cream and sugar to your liking because phil believes that everybody has a coffee that could be made exactly to their taste so we will go above and beyond to make sure that we're putting everything in that cup that's specific to you and your taste buds so that you leave happy all right um second thing that, that sets us apart just the variety of coffee that we have to choose from, 15 different blends, all just straight coffee, no espresso, um, which is really exciting for somebody. We're kind of yeah. like the Disneyland for adults <laughs> that like coffee, you know? I love that, Disneyland <laughs> for coffee. All right. um, and then the third, I would say, is just the experience. Uh, Phil's really like reinvents the coffee experience of just the way that you come to order, how you order your drink with a barista first before you pay. 
Um, it just kind of changes things up and makes sure that the customer leaves exactly happy with a cup that they love. Those are yeah. indeed unique. I think they qualify as three great answers. <laughs> to question <Cast>. number three. <laughs> number three, is it true that it took seven years to perfect the first Phil's coffee blend of beans? It is actually indeed true. How does it take seven years? <laughs> they were almost there for six years, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, Phil's a really passionate guy yep. and... Um, I don't know if you know, but all of our beans, all of our blends are blends of, di of one to eight different single origin beans all, right. all put together. Okay. So he played around with ratios from different single origin beans from different countries um, all over, making sure he found that exact perfect ratio to make the tesoro, which he calls, which means treasure in Italian. Oh, all right. Tesoro means treasure. And I love that. That, that is his treasure. It's his baby all that right. started our whole company. All right. All right. Number four. How long does it take to get a cup of coffee from the time you order to when you were drinking it? Or when you have it in your hand, we aim to get all of our cups out in three minutes or less. All right. So if it is, since it is one cup at a time, and we're making it starting when you tell us, mm -hmm. um, it would be three minutes per cup. But we try to do our best to get them out as soon as possible. All right. So it's quick. That's great. It's pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, question number five. This may trip you up a little bit. Uh, what is the biggest Hollywood star you've ever served coffee to? <laughs> Being In here terms on of box office what, receipts, what? more popular. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> you know, um, James Franco. All right. And his brother came in on the same day, about an well, hour apart from each other. That's very odd and interesting <laughs> at the same time. Not together, yeah, but but um, all throughout one shift here, which was really exciting and fun for us. <laughs> and I got a bonus question for you. Cool. Uh, you say your coffee are you call your coffee cups of love uh so what does love taste like <laughs> <laughs> are you not drinking it right oh, now i guess i kind of am <laughs> <laughs> no it's just um it's just taking that extra minute you know to to get to know the customer and put in that little good intention into their cup as you're making it for them that way they leave um with something that they're going to remember and want to come back for all right all right, yeah. that's a great answer. I, I have another bonus question. Oh, you do? This oh. came to mind as I was coming okay. in. Okay. Well, this could just be a regular question. <laughs> but right across the street is Groundwork. So yes. do you know their store leader or over there? And do you guys have like a friendly... <laughs> now, be, mind like, you, <laughs> we're friends with Groundwork, so be careful with what you say. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We like Fair to... Well, oh, that's true. We'll, we'll start a little feud or yeah, something? Yeah, okay, go ahead. We'll start the pot a little bit. No, I do not personally know them yet. I've actually gone there to purchase kombucha on my lunch break once, don't tell anybody. But, um, Nobody's listening they, to this podcast. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, since they deal with espresso, it's a bit of a different market still within the coffee industry. Right. Of course, there's competition. There's always going to be. Uh, in LA, you can't help but to have competition. There's yeah. a coffee shop on every corner and they're all spectacular. So yeah, but it's nice that you can throw, literally throw rocks at them from here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Dump I can your hit old their grounds over in their dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> so Gina, great job on the caffeinated five. Uh, you are the store leader here at the Hollywood Phil's location and so you manage this essentially prime hotspot yeah because uh, you're in the middle of everything uh, so let's talk about you tell us what brought you into coffee what was your aha moment uh, for falling in love with coffee for falling in love with coffee oh geez um the feeling that it brought me and the taste of it I think that like the taste of coffee, it can go with anything. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I know that everybody might not agree with that, but I <laughs> no, definitely I drink You're coffee at all times of the day. <laughs> you know, um, and the fact that there is so much of it and it brings in like notes from all around the world. And right. so that way, like 
if I'm ever traveling or anything, I just I love to just see what their local taste is and and just learning about it. Um, but was there ever one coffee that you said what this that was the coffee that really just changed the way you looked at it? It was actually a Phil's coffee. Aha! Yeah. No, wait it a second. A Are they coffee. paying you to say that? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, because I I love because I love coffee so much. I really go for a strong cup um, in terms of flavor and caffeine, uh -huh. and that's something that no matter what you order here, you'll always get. Um, uh, yeah, that's true. It's is, strong and flavorful. Oh yeah, I mean, be careful. It's like what past two p.m. already. You might yeah, not, I'm, I'm not even, fall yeah. asleep. <laughs> so you've been with Phil's for three years. You for said. Three years. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a really unique uh, uh, coffee shop. So let's talk about what really separates Phil's. First of all, there is a Phil, right? There is a Phil. Have yes. you met Phil? I have not personally met Phil, but I have met Jacob, his son, who's our CEO, oh, okay. a number of times. Uh -huh. um, Phil is definitely around, and he still visits the stores and hangs out. A lot of people have met him. It's just oh, been nice. one of those things where I always just miss him every time he's in town <laughs> for some reason. But yeah. Too busy um, helping James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so there's a real Phil. So that well, at least we know it's not just a name that somebody made up. That's pretty cool. And I guess that kind of also uh, uh, justifies the feeling of family here because it, it's an all it's a family based business, right? Yeah, still family owned. And when you walk in, it kind of has a very community feel as well. I mean, there's one humongous long table, absolutely, and then just some other chairs around. It's just very uh, like, come on in, join the family. Let's have some uh, coffee. Yeah. So that's the thing. At every Phil's actually has a, a community table or somewhere where people can gather and work on their things um, like close to each other just to oh, okay. you know foster that sense of community it's something that's really important to Phil is that like when he was um, up in the Mission District at the first store something that he would always do is come from behind the counter when it was slow sit down and introduce two of his regular customers to each other <laughs> oh that's room. a great idea <laughs> yeah so there's 51 plus stores correct are of Phil's which is pretty spectacular feat if you ask me and Every cup is a pour over. Yes. There is no espresso machine. It's a pour over, and it, that's what it is. There's no frilly drinks, right? Mm -hmm. There's no lattes or anything like that. Yeah. We grind your beans fresh for you. Whatever blend that you pick, we make it to your liking. Yeah. So that's nice and fresh, like the most freshly ground coffee that I've ever had in LA. And then yeah. um, we use a high pour method, which is like a four second up and down pour. So that allows the water to drip through the grinds um, and gives it enough time so that your your basket doesn't overflow with water and grinds. Oh. So when you're high up in the air and you're doing that like long pour and only a little bit of water is coming out the whole time, it kind of makes it a nice even pour through of the water through the coffee grinds oh, um, into the cup. So, so you're not so showing off. You're actually making coffee no, the right that's way. That's a nice bonus, though. It's, a, it's like a flare. <laughs> I mean, we just, yeah, it does like look cool. like an orange cool, juice commercial. We're not trying to, yeah... Exactly. It's just the way that we like to brew it. Um, Phil believes that's the best way to get the most, to extract the most flavor out of the beans. So when you come in, you on the board here, you have all 15 plus of your different options that you select, right? That you can choose from. How does somebody make a choice? <laughs> I yeah. mean, usually you say, oh, I want a coffee or I want an Ethiopian or just something, you know, two or three. You've got a, a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I do realize that it could be overwhelming for customers, but we pretty much start with like, what do you usually drink somewhere else? All right. Um, and say they say like, I want a, I like vanilla lattes or something totally not fills yeah. we could still find something that we can probably try to mimic for them even though we don't have syrups or anything 
that's not natural or too too sweet we yeah. use yeah. brown sugar which caramelizes in coffee really nice sure. to add that kind of flavor yeah we have a really awesome hazelnut bean called the filtered soul which yeah, a lot of people drink right now oh it's yeah phenomenal yeah cool yeah it's um that's non-allergen um hazelnut oil that it's roasted in so even if people have uh okay. a nut allergy they're totally safe to drink our filtered soul um and that one we could do hot or iced with like cream and sugar make it like really nice and like dare i say this like frappuccino-y kind Ooh, of like wow. a you right. know like something so you that you get, would get at coffee mean do you get for, the same customers that come in time and time again for and that you know kind of what their specifics are for these or do oh, they yeah. do they tell you exactly how much milk and how much sugar to put in or usually i mean once they come in like two or three times I start to match coffees with faces and I'll, yeah. I'll see them like on my lunch break outside and I'll be like, Oh, that's the small silk and splendor guy or whatever, you know? But, um, but yeah, usually after a couple times of coming here and like knowing the system, people are pretty good with ordering. And if you're not, we, we help you through it. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. the difference. Really. You sit there and you work with the customer to get them what they really probably like. Right. You, exactly. that, that's very unique. Yeah. And, um, the reason we serve without a lid um, starting off and we put it on the counter is yeah. that so you can take a sip, make sure that it's tasting absolutely perfect oh. for you. We can add more cream, more sugar, more almond milk, whatever it is that you put in it. Yeah. We can adjust it. If you're not happy with the blend, we'll make you something else on us. And so just really making sure that you leave our bar happy. That, that's Only amazing. I knew this before I came in. <laughs> <laughs> I already seem like I'm happy with this drink. <laughs> I'm glad you like that. That's no, great. So you can literally just try it and if it doesn't work out for you, you can move on to something Else. We'll make you something else. Yeah. And is there a specific reason that you take care of putting the sugar and the milk and all that fun stuff in, into the coffee versus letting the customer do it? Don't you get stressed out at the cream stand <laughs> and the sugar stand? I don't it's know if I get like stressed out. Traffic jam. There's over people waiting behind well, you. True. You're like, I don't need Come that on. much cream. Right. Yeah. Right. cream. Well, we, we actually do something a little special with the cream and sugar too. Oh. Um, we use whole cream and we shake it up in such a way that it delivers this really nice, like smooth, frothy consistency without oh. actually being frothed. It brings out the flavor notes a little better. Um, you guys have the methods down. So the man. high pour, and then is it like it's a half and half, and you just shake it up? It's no, a whole cream. And we, whole, we, or, sorry, whole cream. Yeah, uh, yeah. and okay. we just like kind of hand. So you whip almost it. almost like turning it into a whipped cream kind almost, of thing, and almost. then and it comes frothy. So essentially, if you are a latte lover. Uh, you can come here and get pretty much satisfied with the way you do your coffee. Absolutely. I always tell people, like, the only difference there, if you're a latte lover, is that we're going to be using coffee as the base instead of espresso. But we could mm -hmm. still make something really similar to a latte that would probably be even a little bit stronger in caffeine and a little stronger in flavor. So oh, I got to imagine. It seems like you use a lot of ground in, in the uh, pour over that you use. Yeah, it's actually um, a little bit of a higher coffee to water ratio than the industry standard. I can tell that. Yeah, because it's strong. Packs <laughs> a punch. Like yeah, kind of am. <laughs> not, I have some water I'm, here. No, no, I'm not complaining about that. I just I enjoy the shakes. <laughs> what I have uh, read, and you can tell me this is true or not, mm -hmm. uh, these beans are not just you know run of the mill beans. These are high quality beans. You guys are are doing an amazing job sourcing the beans and and making sure you do it responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. We look for traceability which is um, making sure that the coffee comes from sources that practice like environmental and social responsibility that kind of aligns with our values and what we stand for. Um, we look for worker safety and environment. 
um, making sure that the places that we source from care about, you know, their workers' safety sure. and and the world, and just making sure that they have like certain environmental practices in place. What we try to stay away from the Sustainable yeah. Agricultural Network banned chemical list. So making sure that all of those chemicals are not in anywhere near where we get our coffee from. But these aren't organic. These are just, you just do everything you can to keep, to keep it as clean as possible, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then also making sure that these places have an active commitment to our social values. Really yeah. all of the issues that Phil's cares about, they want to make sure that the places that they're getting their beans care just as much. Yeah. So it's not just about you know, making money <laughs> no, uh, by buying just not. inadequate it's not even beans. just about the taste. It's, it's yeah, about it, uh, yeah. the whole package. The whole package. Uh, it's so, a blend of values. Ah, well, <laughs> no, nicely done. Maybe they should use that for their marketing. <laughs> What's your favorite? My oh. favorite Phil's cup? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's called the Aromatic Arabic. It's All a dark right. blend. Ooh, well. um, it's nice and robust, really rustic. All right. Yeah, I drink my coffee black, and I love the, like, the flavor notes of that one. They, like, soar high above, like, a lot of the, mm. I mean... Really can't go wrong, but if I had to make a recommendation, I yeah. always do the aromatic Arabic. That sounds delicious. <laughs> uh, so let's sit, let's get this straight. So you have uh, uh, different blends. You have the dark, medium, and light blends. Uh, you offer even decaf. Yeah, and it also is like the most decaf that a decaf can be. So like, I think it has to be ninety-seven percent caffeine-free in order to qualify for a decaf. But Swiss water processed decafs are ninety-nine point nine percent. That's right. Yeah, caffeine-free. Wow. So so that's that's the best kind of decaf. Man, we should try a decaf too. I think. Today's question is, what do you do with all the caffeine that you take away <laughs> from the coffee? That's right. I have, and to... I have that side of it. <laughs> well, let's talk about the fun names. Okay. <laughs> Hey, let's do it. Because if there's a, anything that uh, you guys do well is naming coffee. <laughs> Other <laughs> than the coffee, true. the coffee is very good, but it, the names are just as equally as good. Let's. What do we got here? What do we What are we drinking here? All right. So you want to start with? We'll start with the Jacobs. All right. So the so, Jacobs. That's that seems like the uh, the least uh, creative name, <laughs> but that's the son that's of Phil, of it. right? It is the son of Phil. So this one was named after Phil's son Jacob, yeah. who's now our CEO. Flavor notes of um, smoke and nuts, uh -huh. um, and a little bit of chocolate as well. If okay. you give it a smell, I think most of the taste comes from aroma you can first. Smell the smokiness, then, yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely. And you know what I like about it? Uh, it's not overly roasted. You know, sometimes dark roast can taste burnt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This doesn't have a burnt taste. I like oh yeah, that. it tastes dark. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. Yeah, and it's our darkest dark roast too. So that's that's good to hear. That's All right. Nice and uh, so that's uh, Jacobs. What's this that we're trying now? Here is the Tesora. The Tesora. This is that blend that is Phil's treasure. Yeah. Started our whole company. Um, it is our darkest Thank medium you. blend. Their darkest medium blend. Now, can you describe it for our audience so that they know what we're drinking? Yeah. <laughs> and they can be jealous? <laughs> yeah. So the flavor notes on this one are uh, caramel, nuts, and butter. Oh, butter. Yeah. Well, they're seeing now, you put butter in anything <laughs> and you win. There's no actual butter in it, but you no, do pick up a little bit but you pick up the buttery the... notes. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's see how that tastes. And this one's recommended um, Phil's way. It's a way that you can order your coffee here, which means medium cream and medium sugar. Uh, I definitely taste the caramel, and it is buttery, smooth, kind of. It, mm -hmm. I don't taste yeah. butters per se, and it's a light acidity. It's really smooth. Yeah. Phil and drinks you, all his coffee with cream and sugar? Cream and sugar, yeah. That's the way he likes it. Um, Jacob likes his... Uh, with honey and cream, actually. Oh, honey and honey cream? Honey and coffee. Well, well no, I've never tried honey and coffee. You Have know? you tried that? I haven't until I started working here. And? I gotta say, yeah. it's a really nice, it's a different type of sweetness. It's yeah. like not overpowering. Yeah. 
Um, but it adds a, a nice edge to the cup for sure. If you're looking for something different. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, since we're talking about what you add to, uh, you said you had brown sugar and probably regular sugar and maybe no regular sugar. No. Actually. Oh, oh, really? Oh, oh, brown sugar. Oh, so that's huh. the secret. <laughs> Shh, don't no. tell anybody. Also, we it's have still um, here. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got alternatives as well, like stevia. Okay. And, and then, and then what about the, uh, milks? Is it just regular milk or do you offer other things like oat milk and almond milk and things like that? We just got oat milk. Oh, oh, congratulations. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So we had, people have been asking for a while for oat milk mm. and now I completely understand why. Um, it's just probably like the best non-dairy option that like kind of tastes the most similar to cream in terms of being like a little thicker. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, agree. But yeah. we also have almond, soy, vanilla soy, whole milk, fat-free, 2%. So you've got everybody covered. We got everybody that's covered. That's perfect because that's important, especially in LA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We have the third cup of coffee to try, oh, yeah. right? We can't go forget about the that. The third cup. So this, you say, is the new Manhattan. It is the new Manhattan. And it's a light blend. So, so the new Manhattan's flavor notes. Um, it's a little citrusy, floral, and a little bit of cherry. A little right. hint of cherry Let's there. Let's see how this goes here. What do you think, Miles? I can taste it. I'm very good at tasting coffee when someone tells me the notes ahead of time. <laughs> we should out. have done this backwards. I should have let you guys guess. <laughs> I've, I've tried that before. Yeah, we've done shows I, on that. I'm it's not, not very easy. good at it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten better. <laughs> I have not gotten better. <laughs> uh, so this one, I, like, I tend to describe to customers as being a little bit brighter. Um, it's definitely brighter. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely cherry-ish. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. It's Do you a, know where the names come from for these? All Phil. The, it's he all just, Phil. Uh. He, um, he's a funny guy, very poetic. <laughs> he always has a, a story that I'll tell you about every single blend. Like, for example, um, the Julie's Ultimate is one of our yeah. dark blends. That was actually named after one of his first regular customers, Julie, who would come in every single day. Um, and she one time just kind of stopped showing up and for a while he was a little bit like, oh, I wonder what happened to her. And then she came in again a week later and he asked her how she was doing and she said that she just kind of like fell off a little bit. And when she finally got back into the swing of things, he made up her, her own coffee blend. Wow. Um, that's great. That's a beautiful after story. Her. But funny <laughs> fact is that she actually prefers, I think it's the Jacobs. <laughs> but, yes, uh, I like her. <laughs> Thank you very much, but I kind of like the other one better. <laughs> Can you rename Jacobs for us? <laughs> yeah, right. But Julie's is another really good one. It's a good breakfast coffee. It pairs really well with like a chocolate croissant or a nice pastry. Well, what doesn't pair well with chocolate croissant? <laughs> Fair but, enough. <laughs> but let's talk about the fun names. What cool. can you give us a couple examples you would not expect yeah. of, of coffee? <laughs> um, so so good with three O's. So, so good. good. Um, that one. Phil actually woke up his wife in the middle of the night from uh, from just making all these blends like a mad scientist uh -huh, and uh -huh. just it was as simple as babe you have to try this this is so good <laughs> and they ended up naming it that there you go um, it's just called go back to sleep <laughs> honey go back to sleep <laughs> that's right right the greater alarm was actually made for the firefighters of san francisco all right and that's a for, good one yeah, yeah i like uh, these stories that are coming with yeah, <laughs> sure. i didn't expect that it's a bonus um i would say the philharmonic ah um, okay i want to hear the story behind this one yeah that <laughs> he was at the philharmonic <laughs> <laughs> no actually it's just because it's, it's like a symphony of flavor notes on your tongue ah, pretty much um, but oh, this is the reason don't, why don't forget his name is phil that's Jason. right I, oh I, da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why is that um with that one we brew it with a little bit of cardamom in the filter you know what cardamom yeah sure mm. um 
and we top it with a mint leaf. And so it really brings out the earthy undertones of the coffee. That's brilliant. Okay, I love adding stuff to the filter when we brew. It's Do you good. offer any kind of cold drinks like cold brews or iced coffee or anything like that? One of our most popular here um, at any fills is the mint mojito iced coffee. Whoa, there's a mint mojito iced coffee? There's a mint mojito iced coffee. I didn't coffee. see that on the menu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, mint mo mojitos. Oh, man, I grew up. Well, I didn't grow up on mojitos, but I love mojitos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I that's mean, your childhood uh, inspired drink. <laughs> I'm working on a childhood inspired drink for my own kids, oh, actually. Really? Are you? Yeah, it's a half of a cup of cold pour-over coffee because I got distracted and had to run. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> perfect. We also have a few like secret off menu drinks. When that... you say secret, we have to dive right into that. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, absolutely. What are the secret menu options? So, one of our most popular at this location is called the Oatmeal Cookie, which is half of our Julie's Ultimate half mixed of... with half of our off menu hazelnut bean All right. with oh. cinnamon in the filter. You could get it at any fills. Oh, okay. Um, Inside information. Well, what, you got yeah. one more for us? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, <laughs> no, I'm in. Can you guess? Can you guess this one? Well, I'm gonna say the Turkish. Uh, or, or you put cinnamon white. toast crunch in the filter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually serve it with a side of cinnamon toast crunch. No, <laughs> um, it's half of our ambrosia, which is a light blend of ours. It's called the Ambrosia Coffee of God, mixed with half of that off menu hazelnut bean I was telling you about before, oh. and then with cinnamon in the filter. Whoa! Made by yeah. two men in chef's hats. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, it's really fascinating to me that Phil's developed this concept of, you know, just beans and just pour over coffee. You know, it's simple, but yet simple. amazing. What is it that you would say that really sums up the experience of Phil's for, for somebody that comes here for the first time or continuously? Yeah. Um, so I think it's like two things. So there are people that come in for the mint mojito every single day or yeah. their one blend that they love so much. Right. Or there are coffee lovers that come in and just want to try something new every single day or they'll come up to the bar and be like, surprise me. I'm like, yeah, that's like my, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, but I think what really sets us apart is um, in a world of such a, like a fast-paced environment, everywhere you are, there's so many sounds and there's so much... Um, What's the word? Chaos? Stimulation. A yeah. Stimulation. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Coming from all ends and to have that like one break in your day, that's a real genuine connection with um, between the customer and the barista. Yeah. Of just like, seriously, how are you doing? How can I make your day better? Yeah. Let's caffeinate you. That's, not um, a bank. How are you doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not um, not transactional. You know, it's more yeah. it's more of an experience of like going to your grandma's house and having her make you a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? That's it's yeah. true. So, and then you get to sit down with the rest of the family and have coffee yeah. with them. It's brilliant. <laughs> exactly. And so I think that's what really um, is so special about Phil's because it gives people pause for a second. It's like, oh yeah, I'm human. These are humans. Let's all be human together. Let's drink some good coffee and let's leave happy. So it's not just really the coffee, it's the experience as well. Absolutely. Wow. Well, Gina, uh, this has been uh, not only educational, but delicious. I'm so happy you think so. Uh, we, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. Uh, we're glad to be uh, part of the Phil's family now. We'll be coming back for more if that's all right with Welcome you. Welcome to the fam, of course. <laughs> Can't wait to have you try everything on the menu. Gina Glimbaski, the store leader of Phil's Coffee in Hollywood, California. Thanks so much for being on the show, and we look forward to coming back and seeing you again. Thank you for having me. Have thank a good you. One. Yeah, thanks, Gina. Well, that was a pretty good interview, right, Miles? I mean, uh, that was a great interview. Yeah, that Gina, was fun. Gina really knows her coffee and really knows Phil's, and it's uh, it's kind of cool to get the inside info on this place and really figure out what they're doing. 
Uh, and, and I really find what most fascinating is how they've developed so many blends and they really do have a, a very unique flavor profile and they're delicious. They're very good. Yeah, I, and the, the Tesora, Tesora, Tesora yeah. coffee, man, is I could drink this all day, but it is super strong. Like I'm on a serious- So you couldn't drink it all day. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to put me on the spot, maybe I couldn't. But it, it, it the taste, I could taste it all day. <laughs> but it is, it is very good. And uh, you know, you don't get much hazelnut coffee at stores, do you? Well, no. You you typically they usually add uh, a flavoring. Yeah. Into it, but not like like the actual bean. That's not typical. No. You're right. You're right. No. Yeah. It's always a treat to have that. But for me, like once in a while. Yeah. The one here is really good. Yeah. Really strong. And she made me that uh, mint uh, mojito coffee thing that I forgot the name of it, but it's pan. Holy moly, is that good? <laughs> I, I was. It's excellent. It's creamy. It's uh, rich. It's uh, and it's meaty flavor. Wow. <laughs> yeah. To go back for that one. Well, there you go. Uh, so you know this Tesora is really good. And while we're enjoying our coffees here, uh, how was your week this week? Did you have a good? It was good. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Envy before? Envy. It was from two thousand four. 2004. No, I don't. Jack I Black. So the cast is is there's the cast is crazy, but the movie wasn't very good. <laughs> it's Ben Stiller, Jack uh, Black, yeah. Amy Poehler, uh -huh. Christopher Walken. Wow. Rachel Weisz. Yeah, they, I mean these are yeah. Yeah, 2004. I have no rec recollection of that movie. At they all. call it Envy because Jack Black's character comes up with this idea. It's an invention uh -huh. where it's a dog. It's a vaporize, and you spray the spray on dog poop, and it disappears. <laughs> no one knows where it goes. It just disappears. It just disappears. Yeah. And so Ben Stiller's like, this is a stupid idea. Yeah. I'm not going to get involved <laughs> in this. Was he talking about the movie or the spray? <laughs> <laughs> he probably should have been talking about the movie, but he was talking about the spray. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Doesn't, get, doesn't invest in the spray. Jack uh -huh. Black's character makes trillions of dollars. Of course. Right? Makes it big. And then the whole, but the whole time there's oh, this, this mystery in the backdrop of like, where does the, where does it go? Where does it go? Oh. And so this week, what you've just on my four-year-old. So we have you know our dog is in the backyard. Oh, he comes home from school or wherever he was, and yeah. I, and he goes to play, and I'm like, oh yeah, I should go clean up. There's like three or four dog poops back there oh, from yeah. the last like day and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone's playing back there. I don't want someone. You know, I don't want those things just hanging out like landmines. In well, the backyard. yeah, because they always end up in the house. Sure. Yes. So I I go back there. And uh, he's there, and the, but there's no poop. Oh. And I say, uh, <laughs> I was like, I came to clean up the dog poop. Uh -huh. Where's the dog poop? It's like, oh, I cleaned it up. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's when I got really scared. Yeah. I was like, okay, but where is it? And it just reminded me of the scene in the movie Envy. Yeah. Where the whole, I, I didn't really like any of the movie, but I do remember one scene. <laughs> fondly where there's a protest going on and there's people holding signs that say like where did it where does it go because <laughs> it just disappears did it's you, so dumb did you run inside and write a sign up <laughs> i just thought of that scene where does it go where does it go so i look at him it's like where did it go well, where, that's like, I understand you cleaned it up. Yeah. Like where to go? He's like, I use the pooper scooper. Oh, all right. There's two methods. There's like the bag method. Yeah. Then it goes directly in the trash. There's yeah. the scooper method, which is like, uh, you know, I don't have a bag around. I'm just going to put it in the scooper. Yeah, very convenient. Put it off to the side. Uh, he says I use the scooper. Oh. I go over the scooper. There's no poop in the scooper. Oh, wait, no. I said, son, there were three or four piles back here. When you came back here, yeah. where? Oh, my God. 
are the actual pieces of poop. Now, this is your four-year-old, right? Yes. Okay. Said, uh, they're back here. <laughs> oh, They were back behind the shed. Like, he just got them in the pooper scooper and, like, <laughs> threw them behind things like... Yeah, they're just gone. Sure. They're they're just gonna I'm just gonna stash them back there behind the, the shed. The magic spray. <laughs> yeah. Which is not where the poop goes. Well, by, by the, the way. way, where where does the poop go in the movie? Go ahead and spoil the movie for us. They they didn't uh I don't think they actually revealed it. It just disappears. <laughs> what I do remember yeah. is that uh Jack Black's wife, Amy Poehler, runs for Senate, and this question of like where the poo goes, yeah, was like plaguing her Senate run <laughs> her candidacy the whole time. <laughs> and I think they got in some pr- trouble with the EPA oh, at some point. That's nice. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, kind of scary when your four year old yeah. has just done a cleanup operation of dog poop in your backyard. Well, and so I- it's like, son, go inside, yeah, wash your hands. Uh-huh. I should probably give you a full on shower because <laughs> yeah. who knows how that went with like the poop, yeah, who knows what he touched, yeah. So, yeah, he went in and it was just like a I know he took care of it. I guess it could have been worse. He could have been, you know, tossing the poop on your neighbor's yard. Why is that worse? Well, (laughs) I didn't think of that. You're right. That's actually better. If you're going to put it back here, go all the way over the fence at least. I I didn't consider that. How funny would that be? There's just a big stack of poop by the fence in the neighbor's yard. Where did this come from? I don't know. Neighbors just got a dog. Did you go up to them? Did you ever see that movie? And the- <laughs> yeah, that's right. It goes to the neighbor's yard. <laughs> that's where it goes. How well, was your week? Oh, my week was uh, my week was fine. Uh, busy week, but uh, still good. And you know, I as we've talked about on the show, my boy gets obsessed with different things. You know, he's uh, we, we've gone through uh, uh, Angry Birds. That's still kind of an obsession. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he's got well, just other things. But the main thing that lately has been uh, that I've talked about has been Minecraft. And uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, you know, Minecraft. You know what I like about Minecraft is it it makes you uh, it challenges the child to think you know uh, outside the box, so to speak, where you have to build things and stuff. Yeah, okay, fine. You you can play the game and you have to you know stay alive from sure. these zombies or whatever they are. But you do have to you can build things and have creative modes. So it's it's a it's a good game for the most part. And so um, he loves to tell me all about Minecraft at dinner time. You know, yeah. It's like he, he and, and he'll sit there. You know, if you let him for an <laughs> hour, shut up about Minecraft. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, and, every day it's Minecraft. <laughs> and he tells me, you know, how much easier it would be to to build things in real life. It was if it, real if life was, was Minecraft. Made out of cubes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and then you know, where we're at dinner, the one thing that my boy has a, t- a tendency to do, which drives me batty, is you know he likes to get up and show me things because he can't just sit there and say it. He's got so much energy that he wants to show. So like he'll get up and demonstrate his Minecraft abilities <laughs> while we're having dinner. I'm like, oh, why don't you just sit down? Let's finish eating. <laughs> we demonstrate how? <laughs> well, you know, like it, he'll get up and show me how he used the pickaxe to mine the, the blocks for diamonds so that he could build a diamond something or other. I don't know. <laughs> but, Son, I'm but, so proud of you. But, <laughs> But it's great. You got to swing that harder. You know, he does well. You know, I, I always say he does well in school and all that. So he's got to have an outlet for other things. And this is his outlet. And it's no. not a bad one, right? So, uh, you know, and, and he also likes to tell me. Good old-fashioned work, man. <laughs> swing that axe. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> well, uh, recently, speaking of axes, he said, uh, Daddy, um, you know, I would like uh, for you to get me an axe. Oh. <laughs> I was like, really? You want me to a buy you? IRL axe? <laughs> no, a re yeah, a real axe. Not a, yeah. That means in real life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's did? right. No, I didn't know that. Yes, IRL. Yes, right. Just hit me. Uh, yeah, he asked me for an IRL axe. And I said, well, now, wait a second. For what? He said, well, uh, you know, we go camping every year. I said, yeah, yeah. It's camping trips coming That's up funny. in July. This conversation would have been over in my house. Can I come back? Nope. <laughs> I, well, you know, I wanted to hear the reason. Because Please, it, nope. Not, it's not... <laughs> It's not every day that your child asks you for an axe. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, let's see where this goes. It could be a good story for the podcast. And so... <laughs> you know it would be a good story is if you got him the axe. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. No, so he says, well, when we go camping, uh, I want to build a log cabin. And I said, really? I, he said, yeah, yeah. So I'll need an axe, a, a pickaxe. And a shovel. <laughs> wow. So you're going to build a log cabin yeah, at the forest. And I said, well, how do you plan Son, on? I'll give you $100 if you can just cut down one tree. I know. I said, or I, about, cut one piece of firewood. Yeah. That actually be a good lesson. There you go. They have them cut firewood for the fire. Well, but I, I wanted to see where this was going to go. So I asked him, well, uh, uh, how do you plan on getting the wood? And he says, well, that's what the axe is for. Duh. That's <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right, and then I and I said, well, um, so uh, what about uh, you know lifting the wood when you cut the uh, trees down? Uh, who's gonna lift the wood for you? And and he says, well, uh, everybody, you know, I'll get all my friends and we'll build it. We'll build the log cabin and then we'll get some mud and we'll mud it together and just like Minecraft. And I was like, oh. All right, so we're going to be camping, Miles. This year, we're going to be camping in luxury. Oh, it sounds like it. <laughs> because no fingers. And so, uh, eventually, I, I took him outside to show him what it really feels like to, to dig a hole. And <laughs> I gave him a little shovel. Uh -huh. And I said, start digging a hole. You know, because in Minecraft, you just get your pickaxe and tick, 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 tick. You can dig down and go get lava. Mm -hmm. And I gave him the shovel. <laughs> and he started. And about, uh, you know, five minutes into it, he realized, well... <laughs> I'm not building a cabin. I don't think I'm going to be building a cabin, but he still wants the axe. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to run out and then get to him. get that for him. <laughs> no, I, it's just, you know, it's fun to see there. you doing a hatchet or like a full two-sided axe? Well, no. I just... <laughs> get him a real axe you know i want to see him cut down two it. signs yeah. yeah sure you know see what that's like wouldn't that be cool if we can get the kids to cut our wood for us our firewood and, uh, when we go camping no <laughs> would not no i guess you're right that would be a bad idea <laughs> that's called bad parenting isn't it <laughs> it'd be a little stressful yeah i'd say <laughs> so uh we're still here at phil's coffee enjoying our coffee blends and miles i'd say this is pretty darn good coffee don't you think it's pretty good the idea the philosophy the cups of love everything works and it's great and what I really like is that they focus on one cup at a time. You know, it's not just a chain that's just doing stuff. They they literally make sure that your cup of coffee is is exactly what you want. And if you don't like it, they'll make it again. Uh, that's great stuff. That's great service. And that's, how long do you have to decide until you don't like no, it? No, you can sit there and try it. They will actually. Uh, uh, By try, how much are you talking about? Exactly? <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't get any specific measures. Start <laughs> testing this one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe you're onto something. Well, either way, it's it's a pretty uh, great idea. And the, the beauty of that is, is you can't leave Phil's without great coffee. So now that you've been here, Jason, yeah? what does love taste like? <laughs> That's a good question, Miles, and I'll tell you, like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, pretty much all we have to say about uh, Phil's Coffee here in Hollywood, California. But be sure you come out and try them out because you'll be uh, very happy you did. Uh, it's a really amazing coffee shop. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, take a second to subscribe. It's easy to do and doesn't cost you a thing. And if you really like our show, tell your friends to listen. All these things help us continue to make our show. And we really appreciate it. Don't we, Miles? If you don't like our show, tell your enemies to listen. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, we've all got some. <laughs> so I, do you really? <laughs> and if you have an idea <laughs> for our show, a topic, a guest we should have on, a coffee shop you love, or someplace we need to visit, whatever it is, hit us up at coffeecafepodcast.com. There you'll also find links to our socials and email. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks again to Gina Glimbowski for being on the show. She is a great to have her on, and uh, we learned a lot about Phil's and uh, look forward to chatting with her again. And thanks to you for listening, and until next week, enjoy the brew. See you, Miles. Later, Jason. <laughs>